My name's Shaquan, but a lot of people know me by my other name, Mad Skills. I'm an MC. My name is Mad Skills. Now let's make some noise. I'm a DJ. Oh, yeah. I'm a ghostwriter for some of your favorite rappers. I'm not about to tell you who, though. But most importantly, I'm a hip-hop enthusiast. Hip-hop confessions is raw, unfiltered conversations with my friends revealing things that they didn't like, never knew about, I don't know. or never got into about hip-hop culture. So sit back. Oh, come on, y'all. Turn up the volume. Hip-hop. And listen to hip-hop confessions. Because everybody's got one. Here's a little story that must be told. And it goes a little something like this. this, this, this. Yo, what's up, world? It's your boy, Mad Skills, and we are back. This is my podcast, Hip Hop Confessions, where I bring my friends, industry veterans, and, and people that, you know, you all have come to know and love, man, that, and I get them to reveal something, you know, hip hop related or music related that they've never told anybody. This is Hip Hop Confessions. I'm glad to be back. It's been a good run. And right about now, man, I got one of my guys on the line, man. I've known this guy for a while, man. Such a good dude. One of my favorite actors of all time, you know what I mean? Always, wow. you know, always represented the culture right every time wow. I've seen him on the screen. And I can't say that about too many people. Straight out of Jersey, you already know what it is, man. Big shout to my homeboy pulling up to Hip Hop Confessions, my man, Bodie from The Wire, a.k.a. J.D. Williams. What's good, bro? Yo, salute, salute. Thank you very much. Peace. To God, like I'm, I'm proud and uh, honored to be here. With I know it's just skills now, but you know, no, no, I it's still it's mad skills, it's mad skills. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, I'm honored to be here with mad skills, like for real. Like uh, I grew up, you know, it was a, a big part of my life. Like seeing you get to where you was and and how you was moving and doing what you was doing. So I'm glad to be here. Uh, like it's funny how this happened because I really wanted to. Holla at you, and you know you right. end up being saying, "Look, let's holla at each other." And right. like, yeah, so I'm, I'm a hundred percent glad to be here, man. Honored, dope, um, man, dope. Yeah, definitely. How you been, bro? How you been? Um, I've been blessed, man. Like I'm working. I'm down here in Atlanta. I bought a crib out here. You know what I'm saying? Daughter's be- beautiful. Um, working. Obviously, I got enough time to try to get into this space a little bit and um, right, mess around. And you know, like I said, that's how I ended up. You know, stumbling. Back into the homie. So right, right. Yeah, I remember the first time. I remember the first time we ran into each other. Um, I think it was Virginia Beach. I was walking down the boardwalk, and you, bruh. you, 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 you walked up on me, and I was floored because I was like, "Yo, that's Bodie!" Like, <laughs> like. Yeah, you know I mean, like you Yo. walked up on me and started talking to me, and we'll get into that. We'll get it because I think oh, yeah. I think you might have your own story about that. But oh, definitely, um, certainly, certainly. Yeah, but uh, yeah, man. Um, it's good to see you, man. You know, yes, yes. Like uh, you've always been, like I said, a part of, of one of my favorite shows of all time. You know, what I'm saying that's how we all came to know and love you. But you. but you had been acting way before that. So what? How did you even know that you wanted to be an actor? How did that even come about? I mean, I was really. I'm from Brick City, North New Jersey, but I moved around a lot. Had the whole you know single mom, but and live with grandma sometimes, and then be mm-hmm. able to live with the rest of your family when you want to sometimes because you a cool kid type of family vibe. So I got a mm-hmm. chance to move around and get a lot of exposure, but. Everywhere I went, I had to, you know, I switched schools a lot. So I just was mm-hmm. like, all right, boom, I got to get into something. I got to figure something out. And 
you know, I wasn't that tall, <laughs> you know, right. so. No ball. <clears throat> yeah, you know what I'm saying? I had to figure it out. I, not even all the schools I went to had ball teams, so. Right. You know, we we talking back in the 80s, you know, like sometimes stuff was like, you know, even like that. So I just, you know, started getting into it more so just moving around, going to different schools. And it was like a mix between doing plays and oration and just even just being a peacekeeper, wherever it was. It was crazy because I had I was Zach Morris on some shit. You know what I'm saying? OK, OK. But uh, but yeah, uh, it was just getting into that groove of just being in different places and being exposed to a lot of different things, you know, and that was, that, that was what kind of just led me right into it. Like uh, it was like, that's what I was already doing, you know? So I just had to figure out how not to fall into a pitfall and, you know, make a, make a a mistake that you can't, you know, irreparable mistake, you know? Right. So what was your first, like, what was your first job? Like your first acting job where somebody actually paid you to act? Well, when I first came in, it was 96, my first, like the first acting job, like you said, like, but I got a whole bunch of, I did a bunch of commercials back to back to back to back. But the first one I would say was this uh, Double Mint commercial, Wrigley's Double Mint Gum. And if you remember when we was kids, all the Double Mint Gum commercials was about twins. Yeah, they had twins in them. Yeah, but my eyes was the first one with like with no twins. (laughs) <laughs> so it was crazy. Like I was like, "Oh snap!" So now this is a thing too, where I'm like this. I'm like, "Yo!" And all the gum commercials, you know, you got. You remember back then how they used to put the gum in their mouth, like fold it. Yeah, yeah. And I used to be like, "Oh well, whoever's you know whoever get to fold the gum in their mouth, that's a star of the commercial, right?" Right. And we got to the commercial. It was dude. I don't know if you remember the shit, uh, Pete, Pete and Pete. But uh, uh-uh, I don't. Well, it was it was something that was on at the time. You would have been already popping off in some, you know, in your whole some hip hop shit. Yeah, yeah, you was already gone. But it was like this show where, like, he was a a big kid star anyway, right? And he was like basically like this was his first time not doing some Nickelodeon. And I'm looking and I'm like, oh snap, I'm I'm doing a commercial with the Nickelodeon kid. You know, that's dope. I'm doing something. This is my first commercial. I'm like, cool. Right. This dude gets food poisoning. And he can't even do the commercial. Like, right before we start filming, he start throwing up everywhere. And then the director just wow. looks to me, and now I'm, like, the the guy in the commercial, right? And it right. Was on, it was on my birthday. Wow. It was hot. It was, like, a 98-degree day, and I had on a hoodie and a fitted. <laughs> but I got Sweating. to pop. I got to be the one to pop the gum. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, oh, I'm I'm a real TV person now. Dope. I was like, let's go. So, yo, yeah, it's so crazy because I remember joke. those jingles. I remember those jingles. Uh, double, double, man. Mm, double, double man. Double man. Double man. Yeah. <laughs> double your and you pleasure. Know so double crazy. your fun. Yeah, double your pleasure. Double your fun. <laughs> you know, and, and you know, a lot of child, you know, a lot yo. of child stars. And I, I grew up in the 80s, so I would always, when you know, when you would see Kim Fields, in a Colgate commercial or Emmanuel Lewis in a mm-hmm. Burger King commercial, you know what I'm saying, and things like that. So I grew up watching all of those kids, and you know when you know back then when you was on TV, it was it was something it was something real. It's automatically if if I see you on television, you're a star, automatic. Something, you know what something I, mean? I don't I don't care I don't care if I don't care what it what it long as it ain't on the news and you're not getting arrested. If I see you on TV as a child, you were a star to me. You know what I mean? So 
it's just funny, man, how many people came up through doing commercials and grinding, you know what I'm saying? The Todd Bridges, the all of the child stars, you know what I'm saying, of the, of yeah. the 80s and, and even the 90s, the Raven Simones and the Kiki all Palmers, you know what I'm saying? Like they That's all you. came through the same same vein. Yeah, you come like I remember like uh cuz I was uh, living in East Orange, New Jersey at the time. Shout out Ill Town. Um I'm over there and I remember it was this commercial and I know it was it was a uh, this is back when we used to have those commercials about kids getting kidnapped and no cigarettes and yeah. don't do crack and stuff like that. Yeah. And it was just this say kid, no. Yeah, this kid that did this commercial, he lived like literally on the block on the other side of my block. And so I think a lot of times, and I say this about Atlanta, about LA people, you know what I'm saying? Certain places where people get used to seeing their celebrities, that makes it more tangible. That makes it more real for people. You know what I'm saying? And that matters, you know? So, yeah, so he definitely, that was even another charge where I was like, yo, the kid right across the street just did a commercial. Oh, so they, we could do commercials. Like, right. with it. You know, it, it's not so it impossible. Looked like yeah, right. It looked like you you were close. Somebody that had achieved their dream was close to you. You could touch that, it. You could reach out and touch that's it. That's why I walk around home all the time. That's why I always go back to Broader Market, North New Jersey, and walk around. So kids can say, like, yo, we see J.D. Williams all the time. Whatever level I reach or I'm at or whatever happens, that's something normal to them. It's not going to be a surprise. Like, we can do that. You know what I'm saying? Because right. Because he, you know, so that's why I always touch base at home all the time. But, Listen, man, that's that's a that's a beautiful thing. Like if you you know if you inspire, you definitely you already a leader. If you if you're if you inspire other people, you know what I'm saying. You got an ability to lead. So I've always felt like that. That's dope, man. Like so so you get in these commercials, and you get you hear about this show, and and and, and to me, the wire. A lot. This is a lot. This is something that a lot of people don't talk about when they talk about the wire. They, a lot of people don't talk about the corner, which was the show that was. I think it was a five-part series on mm -hmm. HBO that led up to the the wire. Yeah, you know it was saying? a prequel. It had yep, Sean, it was prequels, Sean Nelson in it, and you had a couple actors from the wire that were actually in the corner. And I always thought the corner was amazing. I still have it like on DVD. Like I loved it. So well, yeah, it set the tone, all of that uh layering and all of that uh realism and that that you know that genuine feeling that came through on the wire, that was definitely set by the corner, you know, a hundred percent, you know, definitely. So definitely. tell me what it was like when you go to audition for this show that they talking about doing on HBO? Like, how, how did that whole audition process go? Well, okay, I had to write that down because that's your that's your confession story right there that I just wrote down. Right okay, bet, bet. We I get, had to, we so get I ain't to forget that. it, so I ain't forget it. But um, how to, uh, basically, uh, even rolling in from doing that one commercial, like I said, that was the com that commercial, but I did like a bunch of national commercials all back to back, like, before I was even out of high school, I probably had like three commercials on TV already. And so I was like, oh, so I can sell stuff. That's easy. Like I can look happy. I can, you know, I look non-threatening. So I understood that level of acting. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Then it went on to where it was like, okay, I did New York Undercover. I did a Law and Order opening. I did, you know, uh, this, 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 I got this um independent film that came out. 
So I started seeing like, oh, well, I'm getting work. People going to use me. My agent saw it too. So they would send me out for everything and anything. So I got a lot of opportunities, a lot of exposure, a lot of chances to meet a lot of casting directors. And like I said, that's because when I came out of Arts High, shout out to Arts High School, I went to a, a drama school. Right, you know, high school, uh, right. Yeah, so I was doing that for four years. So I came out kind of, you know, honed for it. You know what I'm saying? Right. I was ready to go. So I was competing. I was like, yeah, let's let's go. Like, I'm going I'm to take that. I'm going to take that too. Like, when I walk in an audition and all of the dudes that I've been seeing on TV for the last two years, all of them fall back and say, oh, snap, he come to take our job, like, literally out loud, then I know I'm like, I'm doing what I'm supposed you to be in doing. A good I'm, place, right? I'm in the game. You know what I'm saying? Like, when, we, like, even back when I first saw, like, like, Merlin Santana, I'm like, damn, that's homie. And it's like, you know, we, we had auditioned probably for a McDonald's audition. But you know what I'm saying? Like, all the pretty people are there. You know what I'm saying? All the young, right. up and coming actors are there. And I'm sitting here like, wow, like, yo, this is this is competition. But you know, you go, y'all make friends, y'all say hello, you know, y'all get to see each other, y'all be talking about the commercials. Like, me and Mike Illy became homies off of going to commercials, you know? Like, wow. So, yeah. That's like, dope. Yeah. Like, when you, you coming up, you got to go through classes, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not a lot of there's levels to it, you know? That's not right. a lot. So you get the audition for this show. You what can you do you remember anything about the audition? Did you audition for another part other than Bodie or did you just just pull up? How did the audition for the wire go? That's funny because I was just watching something the other night where I said and I and I know that Alexa Alexa Fogel, shout out Alexa Fogel, she's the casting director extraordinaire over there at HBO. I've definitely seen her name on plenty of things. Yes, she's a monster with a lot of stuff. She casts all of the joints. But um, she brought me in uh, for Bodie. I mean, yeah, for Bodie ex ex expressly because she had already cast me for Kenny Wangler in Oz. So she already right. had in her mind all of us, all everybody that was in the show. She had already cast for something else, right? So she was like, "Yeah, we doing this." The only people that probably she hadn't got a chance to cast for was you know, Dom and Idris because they English or something like that. You know right. what I'm saying? Or whatever. I forgot she, I forgot uh I forgot Dom Dominique West was English. I yeah. Totally yeah. forgot that. But they go but she 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 went hard. She cast me she cast like I said, almost all of us she probably cast on something in, in Oz or some other HBO show. You That's know That's right. I forgot about, about Oz because Oz was first, right? Oh yeah, we was the first out of everything. We they took that and Sex in the City, then Sopranos. We was the first three that really started setting everything up. And then, you know, you know, you could put a whole bunch of stuff in between that, whether it's six feet under or right. um whatever. We um they had so many shows um between that. Of course, Game of Thrones rolled after the wire. So yeah, yeah. you know, like it is what it is. But but yeah, HBO be having it on lock. But we grew now, up there, like grew up right. there. Now for me, uh, I caught on to the wire a little late, right? I didn't catch mm. on to the wire until after the third season. No, 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 after the second season, because what in the in the midst of the wire and what was being done with the seasons, we didn't really catch on until close to the ending of the whole run, right? So with you know, with the, the first season being about the streets and the drug game and the politicians and 
and then the second season being around about the docks, a lot of people got back to the second season and was like, man, they need to go back to talking about, man, I don't, want, I don't care nothing about no docks. Da, 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 da. And then by the time the third season came, they understood, we could understand the connection. And then right. when you get into the fourth season, you get into the education with, with, the, with the same things. And then in the fifth season, I believe it was the media. You know what I'm right. saying? And how the yep. media could twist things. So then when you look at it, like, okay, Balt, the city is the star of the show, right? 100%. That's how I took it. Yeah, yeah. 100%. And I, I have family in Baltimore. So I'm in Baltimore every, every holiday season. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I've been around Baltimore, Cherry Hill, Park Heights, you know what I'm saying? West Side, the Junction, like. I, I'm easily, you might easily see me in Mondawmin Mall, the security mall. So I really, you know what I'm saying? I, and I used to go to Baltimore back when the clubs was popping, Odell's, you know what I'm saying? Garfield's. Ooh, so I don't you know even I mean? know. Like, yeah, yeah. I, yeah I, that's when I, mean? I was coming like, in there. And what's crazy is that my, to Mondawmin Mall, that one, is this one street that goes straight up there. I used to live like my, I think it was like my, my last year. On the show, I think I lived like really that. And you know, that's the hood. Hood. I lived there. Yeah. Like yeah. Uh, my right last off year, of like, like right off of um Hilton Parkway. You know what I'm saying? And I was and good. Got, I was yeah, good. Clifton though. Avenue, all of that. <laughs> Clifton I Avenue. Well, well, no, you gotta say it like Clifton Avenue. You know what I <laughs> yeah. mean? You gotta say it. You gotta say it like a Baltimore cat to say it. That's but, right. Man, listen, it's it's that's like right. a. I love that. I love that city, man. And and to see it on television. You know what I'm saying? Was such a big deal. You know what I'm saying? And people from Baltimore flocked to the show. They were heavy, you know, heavy uh fans and supporters of the show because Baltimore was the 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 star of the show. So 100%. you get you get to be Bodie, who is his uh, you know, a, a young and you go from a young to being a lieutenant. And just let's just talk about the evolution of the character. Bodie and and how how you were able to maneuver that journey just as an actor. Yeah, I was like when I first got on it. Remember, I like we said I was coming off of Oz, right? So I was kind of like, all right, I know everybody like I know they like me to play rowdy little light skinned motherfuckers. I know right. they like that, but let me right. just try to you know shave it off. But that was why I always you know kind of try to put some you know or always did make be conscious about putting some personality and some humanity into what it was I was doing. And I got to give it to the people that, that watch me and see what I do. I got to give it to them that they, they catch that. You know what I'm saying? That's why, like, a lot of times when I do pop up, like, people be like, oh, yeah, uh, that's a good, JD's a good sidekick. You know what I'm saying? It's, I, I'm going right. to come through. I'm a good soldier, sidekick. You know what I'm saying? If When I get the old enough looking to play a dad, um, be a good dad. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's like, so I always took that into account. So... When it was like I got to the show, I was like, all right, I don't, you know. But like I said, like I know it's degrees, you know. You could play a thug five times, but this thug don't got to have a sense of humor. This one could be the one that, you know, actually went to the military. This one could exactly. be the one that is the... So it's all about how you you take it, you know. So I was already mm -hmm. thinking like that because I'm a theater actor first and foremost. So I was already thinking about it that way. So I wasn't worried about getting a... Uh, uh, typecast or pigeonhole or anything like that because I know I could make characters different. However, <clears throat> when I did get to there from doing Kenny, I was like, damn, I do know I was, this character is going to have to ramp up from what I already was. I just did mm -hmm. four years of playing like this rowdy ass dude in 
in, in prison. prison. You know what I'm saying? So now I'm rowdy and I'm free. And I wasn't yeah, sure. Yeah, it's yeah but I wasn't different. sure how they was going to write him. I thought they was just going to say, yeah, let's just take Kenny and make him free. And I'm make like, him, oh, make him, yeah. no. You know, but uh, by the end of the first season, I learned that it wasn't that. And I was relieved. And then, like you said, the second season, all of us actors was confused because we was like, how y'all going split our story in half and what is happening? We none of us knew what was going on. But then when they brought it back around to the third season, we was like, ah, all of us got it. And that's when we was all like all in. And like I said, I had got to learn sympathy for Bodie by the end. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, right. yeah, like I see that the, the writers, the David Simon is taking it to where it need to be, you know, to explain why this kid. But he was doing that with everybody. You know what I'm right. saying? Everybody was getting a whole whether it was a whole arc, but it was, you know, everything was being explained humanity-wise, you know. So I fell into gotcha. him at, by the end of the first season. Yeah, I, was, I wasn't I was feeling him at first, though. Right, right. <laughs> but you, but, you, but you, you, you leaned into it and, and made something special and legendary. Now, usually when I have, you know, hip-hop cats on here, you know, we talk about, you know, some of our favorite things, some of our not-so-favorite things, um, top fives, this, that, and the third, or whatever. So today I kind of want to twist it. Being that The Wire was such a, a important show in your life, and like I said, I was a huge fan of the show. I had family in Baltimore. I knew people that was on the show, you and Tail. So I'm, I'm going to switch it a little bit. I need to know your top five moments from The Wire. Like, what are your top five moments to you as somebody who appeared in the show? And I'll throw uh, in a couple of mine, but I want to know your top five moments Okay. That I from guess, that I, show. I already know my number one. Do you want my number one first? No, 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 no. Let's go. Let's go back. <laughs> let's I let's, know let's, my let's go. One. Let's let's go to five. All right. So um I had to say number five. Number five. Because I know my number one. I know my number two. I got my number three. Okay, so number five. Okay, number five would have to be all right, when I was when I when when Bodie uh kicked up the car, the cop car when he got mad at Marlo, that might be okay. one. I mean, I might be biased on that because obviously I was in that you scene. You was in that scene, yeah. Out. But it still I think it it was kind of pivotal, you know, for 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 that and for me. I, no. As a matter of fact, I replaced that one with the scene with Bodie and McNulty at the Arboretum. I get that one number five. Cause that That's was a, that was dope. a good scene. That was shot. That was dope. a good scene. It was, it was fire and and that like I said, that that kind of the way they shot that, I can't think. I couldn't think. Uh, I wish I could remember. Oh, Ernest, that was Ernest Dickinson from Juice tripping. That, mm. uh, yeah, couldn't thank him enough, enough for that. You know what I'm saying? So and the way that he shot it, yeah, that it looked like it looked like The Godfather. It's crazy. Okay, you know, but my, uh, for yeah, me, that, for me, five. one of my one of for for me, and I'm. You know, mine is quick. Was the first time I heard Clay Davis say "yeah." <laughs> that, any, whenever, like the first time he said that, I didn't realize how important that would be to his character. But I yeah. always loved it. So, what's your four? Uh, number four. Uh, I'm gonna have to give number four to. I know it's something that I'm trying to. Oh, when donut. Donut drove up with the car. That <laughs> that yeah. that had me cracking up because yeah. I don't like I said it might be a personal bias too because I know them kids and I know they had a grown man under the seat 
pushing the pedals Holding while the he wheel. was just sitting right. up. While he was just sitting up, right. you know, and he was loving it, and he would always come through driving these big trucks, and we was dying. So I got to <laughs> give it the donut. Donut pulling up in the whip. That was hilarious. All right, number three, because you say you know three, two, two, and one. Yeah. All right. Uh, number three is the the F scene with Bunk and McNulty. Yes. Yes. That's number three. The F me. word. Yep. That one is two. number three. Number two is uh, uh what was uh two is and it's an obvious scene. It's a mad obvious okay. scene. I'm trying to read what it is. Um let me let me give you my number one and I can come back okay. to my number two. Right, and I'm gonna give so, you a couple of mine. My number one is the scene with Snoop buying a nail gun. That's my number one. Wow. That's my favorite scene. Yeah. Yeah. And what's so crazy is this is crazy. This is a Virginia connection. They used my homeboy, my homeboy Mike Street, he's a radio host down here. And when mm -hmm. he was walking back to the car, when when Snoop was walking back to the car, they're playing hear his voice like he like that was that was a new one by so and so so and so like he was on the radio almost like they went to Virginia and got the nail guns to come back. But I remember that scene because and my my aunt from Baltimore she loves that scene because she's like they're speaking two different languages but they saying the same thing. You know what I'm saying? So yep. he's like so when he so when the dude's like oh you know he was like, you know what? Do you know what I mean when I say recall? And Snoop like, yeah, the kickback. And he like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah you, you you could throw a fast and he was like, and then Snoop was like, shit, you 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 could you could shoot a couple motherfuckers with this right here. Yeah, and he was like, yeah, and then he and Snoop gave him the money, and he said, oh no 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 no. She was like, thank you for your time and your help. And he's like, no no no, you just paid the register. And Snoop said my favorite line. She said, nah man, keep that shit. You, you earned that, that like bump a like a motherfucker. Yo, <laughs> Yo. killed that. Yo, that was Yo. my joint. Yo, and I'm going to tell you, when I was watching that, you know, I'm watching the season premiere the same way everybody else is at that point. You know what I'm saying? Like, we didn't, right. we had a rap party and everything. I don't think we had a premiere and everything. But I'm watching that, and I'm opening. I'm like, now, I'm knowing with Snoop. I'm knowing Felicia Snoop Pearson is coming from. This is her first right. time, like, acting. She's opening up the season. The show. I think right. I've done that twice, I think. I mean, oh, that was number three for me when we was walking towards the towers before they get blown up. That was it. Right, right. Because right. I got to open up the season right there, too. But she's opening up the season. You know, that's a big deal, like, for anything. This is a, And she killed that scene. And I was, I was amazed by, like, the realism in it. Like, you, even if you didn't understand what she was saying at the time. Yeah. You knew what she was saying. Like. Bro. And it's crazy. I did a I did a mixtape with Jazzy Jeff and Jay Period. Mm. And I and, and it was a mixtape called Infamous Quotes. Mm -hmm. And what I did was I took things that people said and turned them into hooks for songs. Mm -hmm. And I had a song called A Kickback featuring mm -hmm. Felicia Snoop Pearson. I, I sampled that wow. Like it was wow. such a good scene, man. For for me, all right, let me run down mine real quick, just because I'm fanning out and I got you on the line. For me, okay. I would say. One another one of my favorite scenes, uh, of course, is when Stringer, when when Muzon killed Stringer, because that was <laughs> shocking, because we couldn't believe that Stringer could die like that. What? Uh, yeah, another Anybody one. Could get it. <laughs> right. That's and we learned that in that moment. Another right. one was when 
McNulty tried to capture. He tried to capture. Um, damn, I'm trying to remember his name. Uh, Avon, and Avon rolled past him in the car. Oh, and hit him with the it. with the finger wave. Like, yeah, nah. <laughs> oh yeah, nigga. nah, like, yeah. I love That's that scene. Right. Um, I love when Mike, when Mike learned who he was and, and what he was capable of. You know what I'm saying? Like when Mike mm. grew up. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Shout Mac Wiles, you know what I'm saying? That was when he one. grew up, yeah. when Mike learned who he was. That little bro. Um, man, listen, when when the kid killed Omar, you know what I'm saying? When Omar got it in the corner store, fuck, man, that was insane. We, no, I don't think nobody could believe that. And of course, my number one moment for me, is when We Bay found out that Kima was a cop and they had shot her, but she didn't die, which turned into the meme of We Bay with the, which oh. we still see to this day. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, that's one of the moments from The Wire that it's, it's, it's basically like the Jordan crying face like in the meme world. Like, it ain't yeah. never oh, yeah. going nowhere. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Gotta, it's never we, going nowhere. And, and that actually speaks to what you were saying earlier about how a couple of people came in late, but that's a good thing because that's kind of what kept us, you know, alive. It's like we got LeBron's consistency. Like, right. it's still the same amount of people coming in uh, every year finding out about The Wire. You know, right. like, they're like, oh, and they feel the same way. You know, some yeah. people come in and be like, ah, that wasn't all that. Oh, I don't even know. Everybody who come up, every time somebody turned 14, they gotta watch the wire, and they like, oh, yeah. well, hey, you know. So I we kind of in there. I watched it again during the pandemic, you know, from mm. beginning to end, because you know we ain't had nothing to do, so we was just, and I right. sat down and started watching it all again, and, and it still, it still hit just as just as hard as it needed to when it was out. You know what I'm saying? That's I don't know if you that. know, I did a uh, HBO commissioned me to do a a, a wire re re uh, wrap up, and I did it. <laughs> Oh, um, uh, I missed that. Yeah, and it's so, it must have been I, just in the building. It's probably just in the building. I sent it. To, I think it's on YouTube now. But it was a yeah. HBO had commissioned me to do a wire wrap up of all five seasons, and I wrapped up all five seasons in five minutes. Fire! Was um, it for the documentary they just did with the meth hosting yeah, thing? Yeah. Oh, okay, that's why I ain't yeah. see it yet. All right, all right, all right. Yeah. So we was in that. All right, so cool. We yeah. got a project so, together. Um, see? Cool. Yeah. Nah. 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 So <laughs> it's. It's, 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 if anybody hadn't, and I was such a fan of the show, man, to be able to do that, you know, uh, to, to wrap up the wire in five seasons. And I wanted to make it five minutes. I was like, you got to get everybody information five and five. I think that's what we called it. And, um, and I would just remember it being such a dope project to be a part of. They paid me. Appreciate that, They took care of me, man. And I was, like I said, I was a fan of the show, man. So it was, it was a big deal. But yo, let's get into it. The show is Hip Hop Confessions. I got you on here, the homie J.D. Williams, so I need to know and I need to ask for the people. J.D. Williams, what is your hip-hop confession? All right, well, I, I don't got too many. I mean, I do have a couple that might be a little wild, but I'm going to start with, first off, I got to start with the one uh, relating to you. Okay. Personally. All right, so like you said earlier in the show, we did see each other at Virginia Beach. This probably Yeah, was first 90s. time I met you was Virginia Beach. Yeah, this might have been, what, 99, 
something mm-hmm. like that. Two thousand. Walking it was wild. Down the this is when Virginia Beach was was popping, popping, right? Right. So, and I'm little. I, I I'm telling you, I probably was twenty. I might have been like twenty, twenty, maybe just twenty one, maybe. Right. So, like, I know, I know who Mad Skills is. You know what I'm saying? Like, I remember the the whole. I bought you. I bought that. I bought Nine Factor. Bought it. Wow. Had had Nine Factor remix everything. We got all. We had all that. I had all that. Like so, and I know I'm in Virginia. And now I'm walking. Now, now all I had done was Oz at the time. First off, mm-hmm. so I wasn't even the wire. I hadn't even done the wire yet. Right. All I had was Oz. So I'm like, all right, well, well, if somebody recognizes me, they recognize me. They don't. They don't. That's cool. And like you know, like I said, you know, it's Virginia Beach, so you get in love. Everybody getting love down there. You know, we right. all getting love. So I'm walking down the boardwalk. It's only me and one other dude, and he like off to the side. We just walking. We walking down the middle of the boardwalk, just looking. You know how you used to do that, like. Three, four times a day, right? So we walk in, and I see this crowd with one dude in the middle. You know what I'm saying? Like, and remember, I'm probably like five, five at the time or something. Right. Like that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I see this crowd coming, and like I said, we was walking in the middle, and y'all in the middle, and I noticed, I'm like, that's mad skills coming towards us. You know what I'm saying? If you had, I'm telling you, you probably had like 20 people with you, bro. I don't know. It was a bunch of people. And maybe that was my young mind, but it was a it was a nice looking crowd. Y'all was chilling. Yeah. And I wasn't threatening nothing. I was just like, so we walk in and you stop and I stop and you looked at me and you opened your arms and was like, yo. And I was like, yo, you recognize me too? And you had recognized me from, I think, I'm guessing it had to be Oz, because I, I hadn't done the wire yet. Right, that wire wasn't out yet. So you stopped the whole crowd and you said, yo. And I was like, yo. And that's how. It happened, and then we talked, and what happened was you invited me. You was like, yo, I'm going to meet up with, you know, Tim, Missy. We got this party going on somewhere else a little bit later. You can meet up with me about 6 o'clock or whatever at this arcade, you know what I'm saying, over here. And I was like, all right, cool. We I think we exchanged phone numbers or something like that. Yeah, we did. You know, all that. And I actually went to the arcade, and all that happened, everything. But, yo, I'm going to tell you, I think I I, I chickened out because I was, I was shook. I wasn't ready to meet Aaliyah yet. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. Wow, I remember that day so vivid, bro. And, yeah, but I, I it's crazy because the party was so crazy. But I could have sworn, I, clearly, I was wrong. But I thought you was at the party, like, nah, you know what I mean? Nah. Wow, that's why. I, I know what well, you probably because I had called you. Like you did, and the, you was like, "Yo, I'ma pull up." Yeah, so I ain't never, yeah, I ain't never make it, man. I was, yeah, I, that I night got... was blurry for me. Anyway, I was, <laughs> I, yeah, you know what I mean. Yup, yup. That's I crazy, and I, and I believe, yeah, I think, I think they was down in, they was down there. She was down there recording, so she definitely was there. I know, you know what I'm I know. Saying? I asked you like five times, and you was like, "She gonna be there." I was like, "Is she gonna be yeah. there for real?" You was like, "Yo, she gonna be yeah. there." Was she like, was there, and I chickened rest out. Rest in peace. Yeah, rest in peace. Rest in peace, baby, baby girl. girl. Yes, yes. Damn, that's exactly <laughs> how we met, though. Yeah, right. I remember it, it might have been like right on the boardwalk, like yeah, it in, was right on the boardwalk. G- it was from Oz, man. You you had recognized me from Oz, not even the wire. You was like, yo, you, you know, I was like that. Because I remember, I remember one of my other little, one of my other homies, uh, my homeboy, my homeboy Trey. He was like, yo, who was that? And I was like, yo, that's 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 the, that's the kid from Oz, like that's J D Williams, like just give me an actor. He's like, oh man, I thought he was a rap. I said, nah, man, he an actor. He, I was like, he on Oz. He was like, what's Oz? I was like, 
Like, nigga, I ain't talking to you. Like, like you know what I'm saying? Like, we can't Yo. even have this conversation. You know what I mean? Well, but, I can tell you this, though. I On Oz, I, I, I feel like this is the appropriate platform to bring this up. <clears throat> I do this every now and then. I started the whole do-rag wave, all the different ways to wear do-rags. I did all that on Oz before <laughs> anybody was doing it in the 90s. You, you look up any kind of way somebody wear a do-rag right now, I made it up. The twist it and put it in your ear, I made that up. The wear it on your back, wear it on your neck, wear it loose, I made that up. All of the ways, sideways, I made that up. I did that. So You yeah. definitely did. Do-rag crazy. <laughs> yeah, you, you definitely hold that title, bro, because I've never seen nobody rock a do-rag as many different ways as you. I ain't like, had you no can, choice. You can teach a class on that. <laughs> yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Do-rag origami. Yeah, man. Yeah. And it's funny because the headwear, you know, the headwear from Oz, the only two things we remember from the show was you with the do-rag and Ida BC with the, with the little with the beanie. You know what I mean? Yeah. On the side, which T.I., <laughs> you know what I mean? The T.I., I don't care what nobody say, you can't tell me T.I. ain't, ain't get that from out of B.C. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, trap music, and yeah, B- definitely. Yeah, T.I., and out and, and of B.C. would have whole fights and altercations, and that joint would not fucking fall. <laughs> you know what I mean? It would never fall. Yo, we don't, we, we, Vin Diesel t-shirt be clean, don't nobody say nothing, so... Leave right. his hat on. Let him keep his hat on, bro. Right. But nah, right. but you know it's the stubble. Anybody know, like, stubble will hold your, you know, a hat that's pulling like this with the felt. It'll hold it on. But then also, Adewale ain't no little dude, so it ain't like right. people really moving them that much anyway. So Right. Right. Yeah, nah, big fact. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, wow. So, Dan, the confession was you didn't show up because you were scared to meet Aaliyah. Oh, I had I, that wasn't the that wasn't the the confession. That was just conversation. I had one. I right, well, well, that's what good else? enough. That's no, that's a good one. That's a good one. You just now nah, let's let's call let's call a spade a spade. You chickened out because you ain't want to meet Aaliyah. I chickened out. She ain't the only. I've chickened out a couple times, but yeah, I chickened out. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. I ain't gonna lie. But all, all right, right well, this for right and giggles, what's the next one? This one right here is funny as hell. So look, I'm about. Um, I, I want to say I'm 18, probably 18, mm-hmm. right? And now my nick, my surname, the name I used to work is J.D. Williams, right? Right. Now, I, my real name is Darnell, but it was already a Darnell Williams. I don't even want none of my checks sent to him. He was on General Hospital. It was all this other stuff going on. He was a black dude and everything. Not, not he, he, right. was some, he was famous, too. Like, people know who he was. My mother used to tell me all the time, his name Darnell Williams, too. So I had to change right. my name when I started acting, right? So I'm like, damn, what am I changing to? I was like, oh, maybe I'll just be David Williams. But then I had a brother that was actually born named David. So I was like, I can't do yeah, that. can't do that. So now I'm like, damn. I was like, maybe I should do like a, a Madonna thing like where it's just one name. Da-da. So I went through this whole thing. Now, when I did my first commercial, the one I told you about, the, 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 the gum man. commercial. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I used my first two initials, DB, right? And the director was calling me DB all day. And I was like, nah, I can't do that. At I all. like that. Yeah. Yeah. And so now I'm going through these names and I'm like, yo, all right, uh, who's one of my favorite people on the planet right now? So I looked to Q-Tip. What was Q-Tip's initials? At the Jonathan time. Davis. At the time, yeah, he was Jonathan Davis. And I was like, all right, yes, maybe I'll be Jonathan, Jonathan Davis. I was like, maybe I'll be Jonathan Davis Williams. And I was like, well, I could do that. I'll use that. But then I was like, well, I'll come up with these other 
reasons for it too because it could be just do it jelly donut jersey devil i was like all right cool now i got a cool story to tell any magazine when they ask for a name but q-tip inspired my name you know wow now now hold up this is the thing now i'm going on to eighth street back then and i'm like looking around manhattan because now i'm on auditions i'm doing this i'm young as hell i'm going to the eighth street the barbershop mm-hmm. q-tip walks in the barbershop and i'm like Oh shit. But at the time, remember, I came out of this high school where I'm around actors. I'm doing it. I just booked um, this new TV series called Oz. You know what I'm saying? I've been grew up and listening to him. And, you know, some of my confidence is from him. Like, you know, I don't got to be weird about it, you know? Right. But, but I'm young as hell, so it's still going to come off weird. <laughs> so, <laughs> so look, so this is what happened. I, I think I saw him. I, I, I want to say I waited to this. Second time I saw him in the barbershop, but that might be a lie. So this is what happened. Afterwards, I walk up to him. I walk from the other side of the barbershop. I walk up to him. I start kind of chatting him up, right? And I'm like, Tip, you know, how you doing? I'm a big fan. You know, I know this. I know that. This is my favorite album. But um, I also know that you just did, like, the pilot episode for Oz where you played um, Hill in the wheelchair. I just got that part. I'm going to be on that show. Like, I just want to let you know, like, uh, you know, I am a big fan, but I'm out here working and da 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 right? So I'm giving them a spiel, right? Then I just do the thing that, that to this day, weirds me out when people do it to me. <clears throat> I was like, so can I get your phone number? And, <laughs> yo, and, like, look, I had met Al Pacino before I met Q-Tip, and I didn't even trip. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like. But and you tripped I, on Q-Tip. Yo, I had met mad people before that, like just in that little span that I was doing this stuff. And I, I ain't even tripped. And I, I really, and, and, and low, yo, bro, Tip was like, what for? <laughs> yeah. Wow. But look, I had, to, I had to hold my shit. I'm like, look, people be weird to me. I seen people. I was like, um, I was like, well. I can hear him too. I can hear him like, yo, bro, like, for what? That's what all he said. Him? Like, what for? And I think. Whatever the reason or however I was holding my ground, he decided to give me his phone number. Didn't wow. even know who I was, bro, and gave me his number. That summer, I'm going to say that was summer 98. I want to say that was 98. And you know that was the hottest summer of ever. Yeah. And he, I, I think I, I called him twice. Like... I don't know. I was like, I was young. I was still on Oz at the time. Like, I'm, I'm like, yo, this is, you know. And then I was like, all right, um, don't have nothing to talk to this man about. Like, I, so just you did something, cool. Drop down, <laughs> you know. But that, that was my confession. I think that one that's was a little crazy. bit rough because you know that's who discovered me. Like, yes, that's who put me I in do the know game. That. Yep, I know that you know too. What I'm yep. You, Shout dig, to digger, man. you, yeah. digger, couple of my yeah. people. Yeah, shout out to digger, sister. That's yeah, l- listen, forever grateful to that man, man, for the That's opportunity crazy. he gave me. That's Yo. wow. He said, "For what?" <laughs> Yo, and I had to. If I would have crumbled, though, you know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? It would have. Yeah, yeah. Nah, you had to. But, you had to see it through, my boy. Bro, my boy. I don't even know how through. I made it through that, bro. <laughs> What's so crazy is now it's it's like because it's like now when I when I meet people and I'm just I'm kind of like the same way and it, it, I do it all the time to people and it kind of it stuns them. So I'll meet somebody and they'll be like, "Yeah, what's up, skills?" And I'm like, "How you doing?" They like, "Oh man, da 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 da." You know, I'm so and so from here. You know, I do this da 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 da. You know, I'm a rapper, boo boo boo. And I'll be like, "All right, cool." 
and they'll be like, yeah, man, I got a tape out on YouTube or whatever. Here's my SoundCloud, whatever, whatever. And they'll be like, yo, here's my Instagram. Follow me. As soon as they say follow me, I go, where you going? <laughs> and they and it fucks them up because they like, they like, like nah, I'm in on the gram. Like, I'm yeah. in on the gram. And I'm like, yeah. I said, Still. you want me to follow you? Where you going, though? So I, I want them to think about their journey in the middle of that question. You know what I'm For saying? Sure. Like, not not on some old, like, you know, I, I, you're not worthy. Like, I still follow them, but I always ask, like, yo, where you going? And that should mean you know something coming from you. That should mean something. You know something. what I'm saying? I think so. Because yeah, you, so. you should know what your path is. If you telling me you do this, you do that. Like, and some people be like, yeah, nah, I'm going to be the best. I'm going to be the best film director. I'll be like, bet, bet. I want I want to see that journey. I, I, I'm, I'm supporting you. But I always ask. They be like, yo, you should follow me on the gram. I be, or you should follow me. Follow me. And I be like, where you going? Yeah. Yeah. You know what's what up? What's what what's the goal? What what what, right. what you gonna show me? Yeah. And but a lot of people, you know, they get stuck right on that one, the the surface level of yeah. what you're saying. But you know, right. it'll come, it'll come eventually. But yeah. yeah, you gotta hit people with that. And but like I said, coming from you, a wordsmith, somebody who's been doing this for a long time. A, a, a personable person who has had a lot of exposure, a, a, a lot of life that you've lived that people will never know. You know what I'm saying? For somebody right. to ask you that, I don't think that is, it's just that simple. You know what I'm saying? So, but, but yeah, right. that's a, that's a big deal, especially for somebody yeah. to take their time out to even right. throw that at you. you right. Know? Right. Right. So. Yeah, man. Dope, man. Well, listen, man, I appreciate you pulling up to the pod, man. I definitely got to pull up on your spaces, man. Just let me, give me a heads up. Let me know when. And I'm there, bro. I appreciate it, man. You already know what it is. And, you know, so we can recap, you know, JD, <laughs> JD asked Q-Tip for his phone number <laughs> and replied for what? <laughs> got a reply And ran away what? from Aaliyah. And oh ran away God. from Aaliyah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I understand the Aaliyah oh. thing. I, I, I never put those two things together, though. <laughs> yes, yes. I understand the Aaliyah thing. I ran at one point in my life, too. I'm oh, scared of man. that. Scared of that. Well, look, oh, because I thought I was, you know, like, that wasn't the first time. Look, look, I, when I did my first uh, New York Undercover, everybody knew I was a Aaliyah nut. Like, I've been, I, that's not the first, like, <laughs> near miss I've had, bro. Right. Knew I was a Aaliyah nut, bro. I, I have my, whole, my first premiere party at my house, my first apartment. Got my whole high school friends there. It's about 10, 20 people there. We about to watch me do New York and the Cover. I got this nice little part. And you know New York and the Cover got a special guest all the time. A musical guest, right? Right. So people like, well, who's the musical guest? And I was like, damn, I ain't even think about it. I don't know. One dude had to be like, yo, it'd be funny if it was Aaliyah. My heart wow. dropped. And then it came on. It was. It was Baby Girl. It and was. I had to call homie, and I called the homie that was the other dude. I was like, yo, Aaliyah was on the show? He was like, yeah, but you wasn't working that day, but you could have came to set. And every day since then, I've always looked at my call sheets, know who coming, know who going to be right. there, what days to be. So I, I figured God was just teaching me a lesson yeah. about when to be. But yeah, I had to eat that. I, and everybody was looking at me tight. Tight. Yes. I'm yes. supposed to be happy, but I was tight. I still, I still got all of those episodes, too. I Bro. still have all the New York undercovers. Very yes. underrated show. I love that show. Yeah, God be playing games, but yeah, he put a Leah in my New York undercover, bro. <laughs> wow. Oh man. Well, I appreciate you pulling up, man. You already know what it is. Yo, hit people with the socials, man, so they can know where to follow you and make sure oh, they yeah. in tune to what you're doing. 
Oh, yeah, check out your boy, Brick City's Finest, J.D. Williams, uh, the real J.D. Williams on Instagram, J.D. Williams ENT on Twitster, and um, I do all these other things, too, but if you want to, just, just check those two things out, and I'm going to see y'all later. Um, Saints and Sinners, we just finished our last season. If y'all want to check that out, Bounce TV, and I'm making my own stuff, and like I said, I want to thank Skills. I appreciate you, brother. Thank you for having me on your show, and I enjoy it myself, and you know, Hopefully I'll be back. When I had you on mine, we do the same. But thank you. Again. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. You already know, man. I love you, bro. You already know what it is. Love man. you too, brother. Appreciate, man. Appreciate you pulling it. up. And ladies and gentlemen, this is Mad Skill signing out for the one JD Williams. And this has been Hip Hop Confessions. Cause everybody got one. Here's a little story that must be told. And it goes a little something like this. this, this, this.